0: Comfortable working with Def Jam or Murder Inc. or any of the other companies because we weren't trying to steal shine or be the one. We just wanted to do our job that we could feel proud of, that we've contributed to and um, made a difference. You also really sort
1: of developed for the first time since the late 80s a brand identity for for Def Jam.
0: There was a club in New York called The Red Parrot. you ever heard of it? I have not heard of it. a very, very critical club. All the gangsters showed up to this club. And a lot of the gangsters would always, like, be very loud, like, I am that guy, but one. And that guy used to come full-length mink, um, um, coat and then sit very quietly in the corner and the fact that he was quiet, the whole club would go yo, that's Fat Cat so I realized very early on that I didn't need Def Jam to be on the back of a Rockefeller record everybody would end up knowing and that yo you know that's Def Jam too right is much more powerful than saying (coughs) so subtlety I learned from that moment and that's what that era that you're talking about Def Def Jam and the powerful branding Actually, it was the Def Jam in the most subtle phase. And I fought it and didn't want to sell. Now, here's how funny thing about life, okay? They forced me to sell at the highest month in the history of the music business. <laughs> and if it was up to me, I would have rid it all the way down. How many years since 1999 has it been? 18, 19 years, all the way down. It's only now starting to bounce. Crazy, right? That's, you know, that's a lot of luck involved in all of this
1: stuff. When you take over the Warner system, how did you think about that challenge when you stepped into that that chair?
0: Warner was the smallest of the three, Universal and Sony. So I said to myself having analyzed the whole company that they have really lost their way. Humongous bloated rosters and very poor results. So I want you to find the roster that you want to engage deeply with. So the only problem with that is that if you're going to cut the roster, and you're going to shorten your release schedule, not have so many releases. You have to increase your batting average and break more artists. But those that break need to um, yield more.
1: Prepare to have your From A 360 deal, just for those that aren't familiar, basically the, the label assumes piece of the revenue from
0: all sort of revenue streams around an artist okay and so we went to work and and started cutting our roster um being more focused engaging more in artist development not just throwing records at the board and hoping that they would stick having real engaged deeper commitment and you know it took some time and it started working on the first record You could develop your career because we're aligned. In the long-term success? In the long-term success. So, And that's the signature that I wanted to to leave at the Warner Music Group. While you set up 300? The concept of 300 happened because, first of all, I'm prepared to eat myself and reinvent myself. And 300 was a contrarian quintu- bet. They were, everybody in the industry was laughing at me like hyenas. Why is like, that? Like, who, who does he, What? What is, what is he doing? Hasn't he seen all the charts? Recorded music, falling off a map, 18 years of decline. The nerve of people to think that the music business was not going to survive is, we're entering the golden age era of the music industry but it will never get activated until the empresario comes back empresarios are the unemployables (laughs) but have such a unique point of view of pop culture we've got an industry right now that's littered with career employees and we have an industry that is set to explode because of streaming and advertising i'm hoping that 300 the reason why 300 was one is because i saw the explosion about to happen and two is i wanted to ring the bell for capital to team up with the Empresario and to build the the new version of island records the new version of Atlantic Records, the new version of A&M. And to ring the bell that Empresarios,
1: it's time. Lior's Compass led him back to the label business, but it wouldn't last long. Where others saw a job, he saw a higher calling. You've put a lot of emphasis on the long-term development of artists. Yes. In, particularly in the last 10 years. But it seems like As as an industry, there's sort of a schism in in the thinking or the philosophy. And you have some labels signing people like the Catch Me Outside girl or Cardi B, who may have more than one hit or may not. But then you also have these people like Chance, where people are trying to build a very long, stable career. Mm -hmm. Do you think that both roads will end in the same sort of promised land?
0: You know, I don't think there's one size that fits all. I think that labels and and the creative community uh, has the ability to buckle down, take the long road, develop a career, or um, take the very fast fuse. I I don't want to be arrogant that there's only one path. There's numerous paths, and that's what's such a so interesting about uh, the opportunity here.